Hello, and welcome back to the Self Healer Soundboard. Today's episode is another direct request from the community, from you viewers, specifically through the viewers on YouTube. Our last episode that we released was on a discussion on enabling versus compassion, the difference between enabling and compassion. Wrapped in a lot to that episode was a conversation around people-pleasing. And as many of you may have experienced when we find ourselves fawning or people-pleasing, it often leads to sometimes unconscious resentments. So one of you viewers on that responded back in a comment and asked if we could create an episode specifically devoted to the effects of resentment on ourselves and in our lives. So we are going to dive into that specifically today for you. I love how you're acknowledging, Jenna, how for a lot of us, resentment can be unconscious. And I actually want to expand that and talk about the many of us for which it's really conscious and quite true to form. I looked up, stop me if you heard this one. I looked up the definition. I'm of rolling my eyes. Resentment because I was interested in what in what actually that word means. Um, obviously having my own ideas and the definition, of course, comes from Latin, and really simply, it means to feel again. And I'm very intentionally starting this off because while for a lot of us it's unconscious, some of us actually, we live so consciously in resentment. We repeat the stories, the things that hurt us because usually resentment is a form of hurt, a disappointment. Um, I think the word indignation as a feeling, this idea that I've been violated, um, I, an injustice I've experienced in some way, and I'm experiencing a version of anger. Um, and again, like I was offering, while for a lot of us, it lives un unconscious to ourselves. We're not fully aware yet. We're feeling it. We're reacting to it. I think there's a whole other group of us that are very aware because we're repeating the stories, the things that hurt us, the people that hurt us, the events that hurt us, some of us for years, decades, even um, very aware that we are reliving then every time we rethink of the story, the event, we're reliving then the pain of that hurt. I laugh when you say that <laughs> you're a bit of a wordsmith and you looked up the <laughs> definition as you always do, uh, which is interesting because as I love contrast and opposites and polarity, and that's where I really get all of my learning and insight from, I looked up the opposite of <laughs> resentment, which is contentment and happiness and calm, essentially that space of peace and well-being that we all strive for. So then what actually is a resentment? Is it actually this physical thing or this real thing? Or is it a response? Is it like you're saying, an ego story that we are creating in our mind? Because without blame, resentment doesn't exist. So while it's very human to, you know, have interactions or quarrels or disputes where we get really pissed off, you know, we feel we've been wronged. We have a whole laundry list of why the other person is wrong and why I'm right. Well, regardless of who's technically right or wrong, that whole laundry list is created by your ego. So when we're caught in this cycle of resentment, which many of you may realize you often don't just have a quarrel and then immediately let it go. That's what we're striving for. Though resentment seems to continue brewing and it continues to thrive. Why is that? Because we place all of our blame externally over there with the other person or in the other situation. Now, the tricky thing about that is when we externalize it over there and we say, oh, well, it's them. You know, I'm right. They're wrong. So I'm going to sit over here in my justified anger 
we actually end up hurting ourselves because in order for that situation to shift or change or get better, we have to wait on the other person to shift or change. Some of us might be waiting forever for that. And when we put the focus back on ourselves and realize that having a resentment is holding on to a thriving of blame, there is an ego story. You can be justly upset about something, but then it's your responsibility and opportunity to use it as feedback. Everything that you experience in that situation or that quarrel or that dispute is now information that you can take in and choose how you would like to respond. Maybe you'd like to move on. Maybe you need to take some space. Maybe that relationship or situation is something that you would like to no longer have in your life. Those are all choices that you can make and make empoweredly, if that's even a word, Though you can't make them and move on or create any resolve if you're stuck over here in your ego, in your mind saying, well, I'm right, they're wrong, so they need to fix it. Now, this is, of course, I think it's important to have the conversation quickly here, that this isn't to minimize the pain of being threatened, of feeling unsafe, of being violated, of whatever event that it is that happened and however we feel about it. Um, this isn't about ignoring the actual emotional fallout um, or the consequence that we are experiencing. It's, to speak to your very beautiful point, it's holding space for both, allowing ourselves to be hurt, um, to experience the anger that does come initially when we're hurt. I mean, anger as all of our emotions, they, they're signals, they're signs, they're messengers and anger in particular. And I keep connecting anger with resentment um, because resentment's a, a degree of anger, um, and anger happens or arises when we're one of two things have happened and they're both connected. When we're either feeling threatened, there's someone that's infringing upon me or violating me. And similarly, when we're not feeling safe or we're somewhat threatened because our need isn't being met. Um, and again, both of those scenarios still allows us, and it's really important to feel that anger when either of those things happen. But then like you're beautifully saying to then shift into well, okay, let me then assume the responsibility. These feelings are now mine. Um, that person might still be in my life. They might not. Some of us carry resentments for people well in our, in our past, in our history that we don't have relationships with. Now it's my responsibility to make the choice, like you're saying, of how to do it differently. So again, this isn't a, a suggestion to bypass um, and just to assume the responsibility our own. It's to allow both to be the case. I'm hurt because of what happened, and now I'm going to be responsible for what happens next. And to allow yourself time. You're not necessarily going to get into some heavy argument or, you know, polarity with someone where there's yelling or chaos and suddenly just snap to and be your highest self and offer love. That is a goal, right? And that's it's not necessarily difficult to attain. That will come with practice and consistency if you really are devoted every day to witnessing your thoughts, to being present and watching your response and intentionally thinking about your response versus just immediately reacting. And as all of these episodes seem to boil back down to, that also is all going to depend on the state of your body and the state on, of your nervous system. Less often in an argument with someone are we very regulated and able to say, you know what? 
even though you just said incredibly hurtful things and I'm incredibly angry and I feel so valid and justified in my anger, I'm just going to pause right here Mm -hmm. and I'm going to take some space and I'm going to offer myself and you forgiveness. We can see that modeled and it feels very less relatable. It doesn't really seem realistic, right? And that makes sense because you're in a fight or flight or a freeze. You're in a nervous system response of dysregulation. When you're dysregulated, there's much less of a window of opportunity for you to access those moments of presence where you can consciously pause before you react and say, you know what? I need a moment. And then you can go and sit with your resentment. It's not like we're going to say, you know, resentment's bad. You're never, the goal is to never have it. Resentment is something that we experience as humans. So if it's here, then it can be a teacher. It's up to us to view it that way and to reframe it as a teacher. So if I'm holding resentment for this person or this situation, then that's all information for me to look at. What is that resentment? What am I blaming them for? What am I feeling justified in? And what do I need to go from here? Ultimately, most of us need to move forward. Now, that may be with the other person or without the other person. And we seldom know the reality or the best choice for us immediately in that moment. We do need to practice that pause so that we can remove ourselves, regulate our body, and have a moment to go within and actually reflect ourselves so we can return to that conversation or that conflict or person and decide from there where we're going to go. Maybe create a new boundary or at least express ourselves authentically and take in their response as new feedback really pivotal learning moment for me that happened. And this is, you know, I think how it connected to the question that um, intro this episode was when I came to realize how character logical or how consistent, how even unconscious in a sense, my resentment was. So I'm hearing you talk about kind of these moments of eruption of disagreement, of being wronged and of carrying that feeling forward. And Those of us, um, as we spoke about in that episode that you referred to, when we talk about having no boundaries, people-pleasing, enabling, showing up in service of other people, what I came to find out well into my late 20s at this point was how I had so consistently overstepped my boundaries, showed up in service of someone else, put myself, therefore, in unsafe situations that I was a walking resentment. Um, I was walking around pointing the finger at all of the people in my life who were causing me this pain, this suffering, at all of the relationship dynamics that weren't wor- working, imagining this future partner who wouldn't bring these conflicts you know, into the relationship. And I was never looking at the role I was playing, the role I was playing in allowing myself to show up, not in service of my needs and putting someone else before me. So when we really boil it down to exploring resentment, understanding it as I'm feeling threatened or my need isn't being met, even though it's really tempting to do just like I did to say, okay, well, you're the problem. Let me find the person that won't put me in an unsafe situation that won't, that will meet my needs for me. The real question is looking and assuming the responsibility for all of that myself, meaning seeing the role I was playing and not directly communicating my needs and not acknowledging when I was feeling unsafe and not making a movement to create safety. While it was so easy to say, you're the problem, the reality of it is I was playing a role unconsciously by allowing that. 
Um, and I think that's how it connects. Um, and the question came up in the context of this conversation around people pleasing, because that really does come so quickly after years of living like this. And then we become angry and we become that feeling in our relationships. And so many of us don't look in the mirror and question or explore or get curious around the role we're playing. We so quickly, just like I did, blame the other person, the environment and look right for the change outside of us, as opposed to what role we can play in creating that change. And it takes a moment to actually sit with yourself and learn that there is a self to sit with and discover yourself and know yourself so that you're not just walking around on this autopilot, resenting everyone for not meeting your needs that you weren't even aware of that you need to meet. If we have an expectation for anyone else to meet our needs, then we need to be meeting those needs first. And then those needs need to actually be expressed. And I have a lot of compassion for the fact that most of us don't know our needs. There are so many children walking around in adult bodies who will vocalize and say, I don't know myself. I don't know my passions. I don't know what I like. I don't know who I am. So if we don't know that about ourselves, how could we possibly expect another to show up for us and meet the needs that we are unaware of? Unconscious and unspoken expectations will lead to premeditated resentment. And that's, I think, where it gets really tricky, where we don't, I mean, we might, might not even think that we're resenting another or creating this resentment, though I'm sitting over here unconsciously or maybe consciously and choosing not to verbalize my needs or what I expect. Maybe I expect my partner to read my mind. Well, when they don't read my mind magically and deliver on all of the things that I've never told them that I need, then I'm just slowly growing this resentment and this turbulence with them. And then, you know, a couple months later, a couple weeks later, it erupts in some fight about milk spilling. <laughs> and we wonder why we're in this super combative, <laughs> reactive environment over spilt milk when really it's all of this unconscious resentment that has brewed over time that actually came from me. It's my responsibility. It was me who didn't look within and express myself authentically or even honor that I have a self that I need to look after and take care of first. I'm also only responsible for myself and how I respond, not the other person. I keep repeating in my head because I think it's just so beautiful. You describing this idea of premeditated um, resentment. Mm -hmm. And then I had a giggle when you were describing the milk because I, I can see all of the scenarios, even up until the current moment where I still, you know, feeling very uncomfortable, asking for support, being direct, being vulnerable, sharing my feelings in real time that still puts backs myself. I back myself up into that corner of having this, you know, unconscious, unspoken expectation that I put on you, I put on Lolly, I put on people around me, and then growing, like you're saying, this resentment that then it's very confusing for that other person. I imagine when I'm screaming and yelling over something seemingly inconsequential, and it's also really invalidating and confusing and infuriating for me because it's not inconsequential because I did allow and that anger, right, that I've built up is very real. I've allowed that to accumulate by not, like you're saying, being direct, by not voicing what it is that I need. And so when we're talking about self-responsibility and accountability and really processing and, you know, getting curious, if you are someone that resonates with this idea of resentment, really beginning to first explore 
what is the role you're playing, which might then open up the door to the reality that I remember for me in my 20s, I didn't know I was that person. When directly asked what I wanted or my needed or what I needed, I couldn't decide what I wanted to eat for dinner, let alone how to what, what I need to do when I'm sad, when I'm angry, how I'm best supported. I'm still learning my way in that in those avenues. So again, for a lot of us, it's this continued conversation and resentment can continue to even grow as you become self-aware and you do the work and you begin to change and acknowledge needs, there still might be areas that you're even blind to. So for a lot of us, for those of you listening, um, resentment might be the beginning, as we often say, of a journey of curiosity. Um, you might ebb and flow. You might have resolved a lot of resentments and then somewhere down the line, resentment might creep up again. And that could be a marker to ask yourself those two questions, right? Is there some way, space, role I'm playing and not creating a safe environment for myself? And very relatedly, is there a need that's going unmet, that's sending that signal that my body isn't safe in this experience, in this relationship or in this environment? It's certainly a teacher and it's not going to send the same message to each person, which is why we keep turning that spotlight back on ourselves or suggesting to all of you listening and watching that it is empowering and will serve you to really own your role in any experience, in any environment, in any conflict. And when you can at least realize and accept that you do play a role, then you can also begin to be responsible for the response for what comes out of whatever situation or conflict. And again, just to reiterate um, something that I spoke then earlier, what we might be feeling angry about might be a very real event that happened in our past. It might mean making space for that lack of safety in our childhood relationships or our childhood environment, those unmet needs that can that grew or that planted the seed, I should say, of that anger that grew into that resistance, because that's part of the healing journey too. Um, really acknowledging and unpacking and allowing that pain to or yourself to be present to that pain is just as important. So again, while we're saying it's your responsibility um, in adulthood to create that change, sometimes the healing in that space is allowing yourself to feel the victim that you once were, to feel the injustice, the environment that you couldn't control, the choices that you didn't have at your disposal, and the very real violation and unmet needs that happened as a result. And then, of course, acknowledging that allowing that pain to be present will, for many of us, free up some of our, our space, our energy, our emotions to then begin to make those new choices that we've been talking about. Speaking of freeing up space in relation to that energy, we'll wrap up this episode with a suggestion to call to mind anyone or anything that you are holding on to resentment from. Maybe that is something from your childhood. Maybe it's something that happened this morning or yesterday <laughs> or last year. I am certain that everyone in this community watching and listening has at least one person, mm -hmm. if not many, that they are harboring resentment for of some kind. So call that to mind. Start to become aware of the resentment and the connections and relationships that that resentment resides. Because whether we're conscious of it or not, the energy of that resentment is with you. It's part of the weather around you. It lives within your body. So if you can witness that and call it to mind, you can then use this as a moment to, you know, 
I want to hold on to that resentment. And if you want to hold on to that resentment and let it thrive, then power to you. That's your choice. It's not right or wrong. If you would like to free up some of that energy and create more of that space to create new in the direction that you're wanting to go in the intention you're setting by even listening to this podcast and doing the work to become your best self, then offer forgiveness to yourself and the other person where there is hate. Try and bring love, even if you're resistant to it. And again, if you're resistant to it and your ego's chiming in, it's like, hell no, I'm not offering love to that person. Then don't, then don't push yourself. Maybe you revisit it later and you try it on then. Though the more you even put into practice the actual embodiment and the actual action of truly embodying love and forgiveness, the more you free up your own energy. We are not controlling or harming another person by holding on to resentment. We are controlling and harming ourselves. So the choice is yours. I'm going to sit with this and let all of my resentments really bubble up to look at where I can release some, where I can take that information as feedback and either release the relationship or choose to see it from a higher vantage point and be the one that chooses to give love and give forgiveness instead of holding on and brewing that thriving resentment, which ultimately is just going to send my body into disarray and my nervous system into dysregulation. We, as always, would love to hear from you guys Um, your feedback, what comes up for you, uh, future episode topics that you would love to hear uh, post this one. I know resentment can be a resentment, anger, anything personal can really be a heavy topic. So these are just our thoughts on this in a short episode. We'd love to hear from you and look forward to being with you again next week.